Welcome to the Heavy Hole. I'm Tom. And I'm Will, a.k.a. Uncle Buck. People might know me from a couple of menial bar bands, such as Artificial Brain, Buckshot Facelift, Afterbirth, other projects I'm involved in. And this is uh, my latest get-rich-quick scheme off of the underground death metal and grindcore scene, where we're going to try to bring you the best out of anything that the symbolic hole spits up from the underground scene. You know, we're going out to shows, we're interviewing bands, we're uh, covering new albums and old albums that maybe people haven't heard about that we got to blow the dust off of and uh we're just trying to bring people um the best of what we know we're gonna be sifting through this hole we're gonna be finding <laughs> the shit so first episode we've already used the term hole a bunch more than i thought we were going to and that's good that's a good start yeah brand wait till we cover uh bands like lividity and uh waco jesus <laughs> oh jeez yeah <laughs> Tonight we're going to present to you some interviews that we got at a show that Will and I attended back in August 25th, 2018. Long time ago. Back when it was warm outside. Yeah. It was cold out. Yeah. And we're going to show you three interviews from that wonderful Grindcore show. We have Locust Mortis, Thetis, and Agony Kings. All right. Well, first up, we're going to be playing a clip from an interview we did with John and Nick from Locust Mortis. They're a very young, uh, upcoming death metal Death, doom, metal, uh, you know, you don't want to get too much into these these crazy subgenres that all the kids got nowadays, but they're a young upcoming band with a real old school dated sound that I've been a big fan of the last few years. They're big fans and well-educated in the history of this type of music. I've had the privilege of watching them kind of come up and change their sound every few years and get, into different, uh, get different elements into the music. So uh, with no further ado, we'll play you a little interview and uh, some of their music so you get a better taste of what I'm babbling about here. Heavy Hole Podcast. This is Uncle Buck. I'm fortunate enough to be here right now with Nick and John from local Long Island band Locust Mortis. How you doing, guys? What's going on, man? How we doing? How we doing? All right, man. Uh, we're, we're here at Shaker's Pub today in Oakdale. You guys have played here before, right? Yeah, we played Quite here a, a number few times. Of times. Yeah. How long you guys been around? What, what year would you date your band back to? Uh, we started in the uh, summer of 2014. 2014. I've seen you yeah. guys a number of times over the years, and I noticed your, your sound has changed a lot. You guys, you guys mix up your sound from, from release and to release and song to song. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, definitely. I um, mean, you guys have grown, right? You know? Yeah, of course. We, um, our first uh, demo EP-ish was like just, you know, old school death metal stuff that we loved, like Pestilence, Cannibal Corpse, uh, Entombed, you know, just that old, like, um, like Swedish kind of HM2 sound. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, nowadays, man, you guys, uh, you guys get a little variety more uh, in the sound from what I hear with the newer recordings, man. Uh, more, like maybe some more doom metal. Is that fair to say? Some yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, is, is there anything new that you've been working on? Anything people haven't heard yet that you've been uh, writing or recording? Yeah. Oh yeah. What's that all about? Uh, it's our take on on uh, on fucked up sound and shit. <laughs> is it, is it, are you gonna have an album coming out? Are you gonna you gonna be old school and drop a tape? Like yeah, are you talking to labels? Anything like that? Uh, we haven't been talking to any labels, but we definitely have plans for uh, maybe an EP then a full length. Okay, okay. And, and what about? I know you guys have you got you done your fair share of kind of like DIY, getting out of the state and tour like hitting little places. What's like? Is there a crazy road story? Any almost accidents? Anything weird that happened, man? I you know if you uh, want to. Leave oh. names out of it or something. No, no. Should we tell them about Massachusetts? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so um, 
We were uh, last spring. We were on tour with uh, Pink Mass from New Jersey. Yeah, they're they're the bondage grind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bondage grind. Yeah. So um, we're driving out to a friend after playing in Worcester. We're in. I, I know I'm gonna get some shit for that for pronouncing it like weird. But um, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So um, we're driving an hour out. We're going to Quincy, and uh, it's like the five of us and a, some gear stacked on top of me in. The backseat of Winkler's two-door sedan. It's a lot of fucking gear. Yeah, <laughs> Winkler's your other guitarist for the yeah. listeners. Yeah, okay, yeah, a okay. lot of a lot of gear and yeah. five people in this tiny car. Yeah, very illegal. Fucking, <laughs> we got liquor. Allegedly, <laughs> fucking, and um, somebody had to really, really go to the bathroom <laughs> on on a main uh, main uh, big yeah. big highway. Right, right, John. Yeah. So um, so I made Winkler pull over. I was begging him and pleading him. He's complaining. He's like, John. We get a ticket, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm like, dude, we'll be fine. I, I didn't care. I didn't think we'd be fine. I just had to go. So um, so we're on the side of the highway, and you know, I'm taking care of business, and I hear Winkler from the car. He's like, John, hurry the hell up. I'm like, alright, alright, I'm coming, I'm coming. And next thing I know, I'm looking down the highway and I see blue flashing lights. And I just hear from the car, he's like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> I'm like, oh great. And uh, long story short, he was actually really the cop nice. Was cool as fuck. Yeah, he was very nice. Yeah. He just like pointed at me. He's like, "You, stop doing what you're doing." <laughs> and uh, there's a rest stop five minutes away. Get lost. He like, he was really nice for someone who had New York plates on them in Massachusetts. Yeah, maybe he didn't follow baseball. I don't know. Yeah, All right, <laughs> probably. Man. Wow, man. Well, that you guys, that you guys got off without getting trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right, that's right. not the punchline. That's it. No. So we get back in the car, and uh, and Winkler's fucking pissed because he was driving, and you know he so. So he's like, yeah, what do you say? Yeah, so, um, so you know, we're all, like, shooken up because we were really sketched out by everything that happened. Um, you know, it's like five, five, ten minutes of awkward silence just in the car. And, of course, I had to break the ice. So I apologize. I'm like, Winkler, I'm sorry. And he's like, John, I'm mad. You just got me pulled over. Screw yourself. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You pulled yourself over. I got us in trouble. <laughs> and he didn't appreciate that one. <laughs> but, um, so he rolls the window down to, like, smoke a cigarette or something, and... Fucking a plastic bag from the back seat comes out and and flies over Winkler's face and it's like <laughs> and it's and he's like it, it was so funny because he couldn't see and like, he was trying to get it off for like a solid 15 seconds. He was driving. Yeah, wow. it was All so right. funny. Well, I'm glad you guys made it out of that one alive, man. Yeah. Jeez, man. All right, man. Well, uh, what, what's coming up, man? You guys, I know you guys are playing here September the eighth, right? Uh, right back here at Shakers. Yeah, you have anything else coming up? Any other shows or any other plans? Yeah, we have one more show after that. It, um, September 15th at the Meat Locker with uh, Secret Cutter. And then after that, we're just going to take some time off. And, uh, you know, we started tracking in June. And then we just kind of got ahead of ourselves, you know, finishing up uh, planning our tour and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's busy, man. Are you guys recording yourselves? You're working out of a studio Keith. combination. You know Keith. Keith Moore Keith from Moore. Uh, Audio Playgrounds. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah, from, yeah, from uh, Buckshot man. Facelift fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, Keith Moore. That's great, man. I'm looking forward to hearing how that comes out for you guys. Well, we're not going to take too much of your time. I know you guys got to perform tonight, man. Have a great set. We really appreciate you sharing a story with us and telling us a little about yourselves and all that, man. Good luck with everything. Hey, Uncle Bob, thank, thank you so you, much. Uncle we Bob. appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, guys.
So that was Locus Mortis. Good kids. Like those guys. They're so young. Yeah. With baby yeah. faces, right? Yeah. I, I feel like in ten years we're gonna be listening to like you know, one of their one of their newer albums and just I knew those guys back then, you know, back when they were little guys, back before they could grow the beard and all that, you know. I don't know if they can grow beards still, man. I, I, I think don't you're know. being pretty generous. No, it's not in ten years from now. That's when oh, they, oh, ten years when yeah. the beard drops on album four. That's when it's really gonna get. That's that's when, that's when it's gonna get tight. You know what I'm saying? No. Wait for this beard to drop, dog. Yeah, good. You know, good guys, good guys, man. And and Definitely. um, really an ex- nice an exciting band to follow because they're really they develop their sound and you can tell they're really passionate about learning learning all the the, the new tricks and developing all their. Uh, Developing all the little, uh, little cute, cute tricks they do and all that. <laughs> yeah, they got a dirty sound. I like it. Man. Yeah, man, real old school and grimy, man. They're they're one of those uh, the the younger generation now, I guess millennials, so to speak, man. I notice a lot of kids from that that uh, generation are bringing back a, a real old, dirty sound and kind of rejecting the the modern, uh, you know, the, the very triggered and kind of uh, cut and dry sound uh, that that's that's taken over uh, in the metal scene. A lot of these younger kids are really taking it back to the analog fuzzy raw demo sound you know it's it's cool man i wouldn't call it easy but it's so accessible to make a really pristine sounding album now yeah or, or yeah. demo you know you could do sound recording all the time and you get the right plugins and you know what you're doing you spend some time you can make something sound real good real tight so it gets a little boring when everything kind of sounds like maximized yeah so know, everything just... sounds too perfect all the time so it's nice to see younger kids intentionally just being grindy and on point about that. Yeah, and getting a little bit more atmosphere uh, for it. You know what I mean? And and um, getting a little bit more of that old school kind of cryptic uh, uh, essence of death metal in there. You know what I mean? Whereas nowadays, some of the sometimes it sounds a little bit more like a commercialized product. You know, when it's that that very tight cling clang production. You know, absolutely. I, I like yeah, the quantized drums and yeah, hard yeah. trigger. I mean, like there's nothing wrong with having that shit, but when you have so much of it on the market, you're looking for other stuff. It's just nice that these uh, these young guys are bringing it back. You know, tell me if I'm wrong, Will. But that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly, yeah. man. Uh, you know, we're trying to bring it back. They're trying to bring it back. Everyone's bringing it back to the hole. That's right. Back in the <laughs> hole. Yeah. Next thing that we're pulling up from the hole is uh, an interview that the Heavy Hole did at that same show at this obnoxious noise barbecue with uh, Long Island and New Jersey and Upstate's own uh, Thetis. We tried to get to the bottom of that, where exactly they're from, but Thetis is a band that's been playing in the tri-state area for the last few years. They recorded a couple of things, and um, they got they they have they have a funky sound, man. It's it's uh, it, at first maybe you think it's kind of like just guttural, brutal death metal with slam parts, and then there it's it's just like distorted kind of free jazz thing man it hits you it hits you from left field it's got a lot going on it goes into like real brutal one two choppy slam parts and then it hits you out of left field with something that's kind of drags out into a into a different t- uh, timing and uh you know it, it's 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 cool stuff man but it, it might it grows on you for sure man De- definitely a different band with a different attitude uh toward towards writing their music man funny guys too man they, they were partying it up there in the interview in their recordings, you hear this really loud bass. It's yeah. L- luckily, yeah. Uh, Jimmy, the bass player, is very good. Because yeah. if you had a uh, a not so good bass player doing that kind of mix, it uh, would not work too well. Yeah, the bass the bass is almost kind of coming out like um like a lead instrument in a lot of parts, man, which I find very interesting. And uh, it, the the way the way Jimmy did the interview too, man, he's kind of popping out as the the lead guy too, man. He was he was making me laugh, man. Yeah, he's a funny yeah. dude. So let's roll yeah. on that interview. All right.
Heavy Hole Podcast. This is Uncle Buck. I'm lucky enough to be here with two members of the local band Thetis, uh, Nick and Jimmy. How you guys doing tonight? Good, man. How you doing? Chilling, chilling, chilling. All right. Thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, Terrell's coming. Terrell, come on, man. I didn't even say what's up to this guy yet. He's gonna. He's gonna How you doing? What's up, man? We're doing an interview with your band, man, and, and, and we're here with Terrell also from Thetis, man. Uh, yeah, so you, so you guys are here at Shakers, man. You're, you're, you're playing the show now. You've been here at Shakers before, right? Yeah. yeah it's like man. the only place we do go on Long Island pretty much, unfortunately. Uh, there's not a lot of venues, man. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. How, how, how uh, long have you been a band? When would you date your band beginning? Uh, I would say we started playing shows uh, 2016. But 2016, man. So you guys are still pretty new, man. But you guys, you guys have, uh, you, I, I don't know if you've toured, but you've definitely played around a little bit and traveled a little bit, right? Yeah. Played some DIY spots and stuff, right? Uh, yeah, like, our first show was upstate, then we played Delaware and, you know, keeping it close to New Jersey, tri-state. Guys, anything interesting happen on the road? Any close calls? Any weird shows? Any sketchy people? Anything of note? We had uh, some car issues on the road. Uh, we had some fucking drunk baboons, like, fucking stomping out gear during shows. Like, wow. Where was that? That was that, uh, Comiskey? yeah, Comiskey. <laughs> oh, oh, did, I, did I book that show? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The truth comes out. All right. Well, I, I apologize. I mean, he wasn't for, the baboon, so I, it's all I, didn't, I didn't invite those guys, but I do throw free shows, so you can't really, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not really, not a velvet rope, you know what I mean? At those shows, man. Well, so I have a question for you guys, man. I, I, I was trying to introduce you. Where are you guys from? Because I know there's different members that are from different places regionally in the tri-state area. Um... I mean, everybody's from a different spot. Yeah, but like Long Island, New Jersey. From <laughs> mystical and So, um, some of us from Long Island, like I'm from Long Island, Suffolk. Uh, Pat comes from Long Island, but he's like out in Jersey and shit now. Uh, uh, we start that part. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Josh, you think man's doing wrestling moves? <laughs> the members of Thetis right now for the listeners at home. Yeah, we getting hemmed up over here and shit. But uh, yeah, so uh, I'm from Long Island. Uh, Pat's like he originates from Long Island, but he's out in Jersey and shit now. Terrell's from like Brooklyn, Jersey and shit. Nick's up state. Fucking, we all triangulate yeah, for practice every now and then. Corey's up state, like. So we all just like make it work somehow. It's like a long distance relationship that like you never wanted, but like once you're in it, it's just like, oh shit, like this is ill. And then we almost have a kid, so it's gonna be harder to get out. <laughs> Don't hit me for that child support, though. <laughs> you ain't getting it. So. Uh, your your sound is uh, kind of interesting, man. You guys kind of have a regional. I, I you know I don't want to use the the S word slam, but would you guys consider yourselves a, a slam death metal band? Or you know I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, but there's definitely something a little interesting going on with the songwriting there. And I notice uh, there's that groove that that we that we have over here on the side of you know the, the East Coast slam thing. But there's also a little more going on behind there, man. Right? Am I wrong? No, you're not. Um, I would call us a brutal death metal band. Yeah. I love it. All right. Cool. You know? Yeah, personally, like, I think slams, like, getting oversaturated. Like, you got bands that, like, they might have, like, a slam in their song, and they just dub themselves slam. Like, I don't want to be a culprit of that. Like, we may have a part that you may consider a slam. I might consider a slam. And that's sick. But, like, don't call us a slam band, personally. But, like... If you think we're a slam band, cool, but like, don't put me in the ranks of like internal bleeding and all those dudes, because like, those dudes slam. Like, we might have a slam if you respect it. That's sick, but we're brutal death in my opinion. Like, you, what do you think, T? 
I mean, I've always considered this to be art slam, you know, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, peace sign, even though I got to verbalize that. But yeah, we appreciate slams, not really a slam band, but we love the slams in our music. Yeah, I was no, I was just saying because there's a lot of that brutal rhythm going on in the music, but there's also a little there's a, 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 a subtext, if you will. Now that kind of brings me to the next question with your with your um your your singer's not here, man, but uh, the the lyrics and the song titles and and I, I noticed there's kind of like a um a code or something like a, you have to crack a code to really to get what's going on. Am I right? Like, what you guys want to elaborate that? I don't know if you want to give away the tricks or the trade or the secrets, but what what's going on with that? Maybe a little. It's simpler than you think. Yeah, like, it's very simple. You can use the internet and crack the code. Like, it ain't that hard. But like, we're encrypted and shit. Like, <laughs> what else can I say? All right, all right, man. I like it. I like it. All right, man. Well, well, we appreciate you guys giving us a few minutes of your time, man. And uh, we encourage everybody to listen to your material. Do you have anything coming up? Uh, any shows coming up? New recordings coming out? Anything? Uh, anything that's, that you're working on? Keep an eye out. Album dropping this fall. Hopefully heavy touring shows and all that good shit. We got some new merch coming out in a few weeks, so keep an eye out on our Bandcamp, our Facebook page. It's Thetas, not Thetas, T-H-A-E-T-A-S. If you need help with that, holler at one of us. We'll spell it out, pronunciate it for you. And just keep an eye out, man. We'll be out there. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Good luck with everything you're doing. We appreciate you, uh, your time. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thetis, man, interesting band. Terrell, Terrell from Thetis, full disclosure, he's in uh, Buckshot Facelift yep. with yours truly, man. Uh, good guys, man. I've known those guys for a while. And uh, speaking of good guys, I know for a while, man. We're gonna we're gonna maybe branch out of my family tree in future episodes. But this was a Long Island show, so we did catch up with the band Agony King. Some guys I've known for a while uh, since they were in the band What Doesn't Kill Me back in the day, and now they're in a band called Agony Kings. Um, so we, we caught up with them and we just tried to pick their brain a little bit about the local scene and, and their history out here, man. They're, they're kind of like, uh, little local legends in the Long Island hardcore scene, man. They're just out there in the jungle still doing it, man. Um, and, and they've been doing it for a long time, man. I, I you know, if anything, I, I hope they get a little exposure and people check them out. We're also lucky to catch them there because they weren't even playing the show. Yeah. yeah the, those the, guys are cool as hell. Yeah. Real cool OG guys. And like you said, they weren't even playing that show. They just, you know, they're, they're, they're those guys, man. They're always at the local shows, especially when they're. When the show's in their backyard, like like Oakdale is to them, man, they're Suffolk County, Long Island guys, and uh, like me, they're just old guys that that appreciate when a show comes around. So they rolled out that night, and we uh, we chewed their ears off for a few minutes about it. Yeah, so check it out. All right, Heavy Hole Podcast. This is Uncle Buck. I'm here with my good friends Mikey Stack and Bobby from Agony Kings. How you doing, guys? Ah, brother, how you guys doing? That's some future-looking device you got, though. That is a future-looking device. Fucking Star Trek. Taser. (laughs) So you guys are currently in the band band, uh, Agony Kings uh, from Long Island, right? Um, uh, You want to give us a little uh, history of the band? I don't don't know if you want to talk about... uh, 
uh, the, 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 the old name, the old band you guys were in or anything, but just give, give us a rundown of your band. Alright, so we started off as What Doesn't Kill Me back in, what, 2006, Five, 2005, yeah. six somewhere around there. Ran with that moniker for a bunch of years. Now we kind of took a hiatus, and then in 2014 came back as What Doesn't Kill Me, and then changed the name about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, to Agony Kings, because we could. That's what you can do. You can do anything you want, really, in this world. You can do anything we weren't, you want with nobody We weren't cares. on a record label, so, uh, yeah, it was a better name. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, I, I know you guys are both uh, big fans of uh, different uh, kind of cult horror movies and action movies and things and comic books. Does that does that come into play with the lyrics, the artwork, any of the aesthetic of the band somehow? Well, of course. I mean, you know, obviously, when it comes to bands that you're in and you're basically the driving force, you wear all your influences on your sleeve, so... It's kind of what we do, you know what I mean? I mean, we'll try to make it have some type of, like, hardcore moniker because we consider ourselves a hardcore band. But, yeah, of course, everything has a, you know, we lyrically. We consider ourselves yeah. a hardcore band, but not everybody else does. Uh, <laughs> well, well, it's the hardcore ideals. It's not yeah. actually, you know, hardcore band with, like, unhardcore parts. Well, speaking of which, I mean, both of you guys have been around not only in uh, in this band, but in, in other bands and other Long Island entities. You want to talk a little bit about maybe the the past, some of the other bands you've been involved with over the years, and other bands that exist right now? Oh, 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 I mean, I you know, obviously in the '90s and everything, I was in Game Over and Lights Out, but nobody fucking ever heard of any of that shit. We're in a lot of bands that <laughs> yeah, nobody's yeah. gonna remember, but uh, Mike is in another band called False Gods, which. Are pretty friggin' awesome, also. Oh, if you, you want to give them, yeah, you know, it's like Doomy, you know, Doomy stuff. Yeah, it's like you know, obviously my brothers in the band, a bunch of my friends. It's just fucking, it's fun as hell, Opposite man. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. It's like a thrash band and a doom band. Yeah, there you go. super You're fast, super slow. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I, you guys have been around a, a long time. You've been to a lot of shows. You've played a lot of shows yourselves. Uh, you want to give us maybe like some interesting stories? Anything ever happened on the road? Anything ever happened at a show? Somebody maybe had too much to drink? You don't have to give anyone's names. I'm trying to encourage you to narrow it down to maybe something, like, you know, you know, something that stands hey, out. You know? hey, tell them tell the, the PA story. Oh, you mean like how I was trying to play a, a fucking uh, drum pad on a table and I, like a slab of salami and it just kept falling off the table because I didn't realize that drum pads don't stay on tables on plates and you know that's my life my life is a drum pad on a plate on a table falling off <laughs> well it sounds a lot tighter on, on the recording man. What, uh, what, what about like um, locally now you know you guys are old school New York guys are there any, any venues uh, that you wish uh, were still open around here that you got good times from man, good memories from anything like that uh, you know it, it's funny because this used to be Finn's pub over here and now yeah. it's Shaker's so it's like but it's basically the same idea, so they still have been talking pretty kick-ass shows. Uh, Punk Rock Pool Hall, which was in Brooklyn, in Bushwick, when it was really Bushwick, like you didn't want to walk anywhere else, uh, that fucking place was awesome. Please book shows there if anybody's listening to this and wants to do, uh, book shows. Punk Rock Pool Hall. I don't know the real name of it. The Rec Room. I don't know, do they? I hope, well, I hope they I do. Like we haven't played there. You know what? Book us there. It's called The Rec Room. That place was awesome. All right, awesome. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us, man. We're here with uh, Bobby from uh, Agony Kings and Mike from Agony Kings uh, and um, False Gods. <laughs> Call me, man. So uh, you got, is there anything new that we should watch? Our show's coming up, new recordings coming out by either band. Do you want to plug anything right now? Actually, within the next what, probably two or three weeks, we're actually going to put a video out. 
for uh, one of the songs off the Agony Kings record. That should be pretty fucking cool, man. It's just like a... You might have me playing a yeah. piece of salami falling off a table on it. You never know. Yeah. Your eyes open for it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys joining us, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us, man. Cheers. Yeah, thanks for giving me an interview in a back alley here. Yeah. <laughs> we're on a rape we we'd make you guys feel comfortable, you know? <laughs> Right, Agony Kings, my buddies Mikey Stack and Bobby. Happy birthday birthday to uh, Mikey Stack. Uh, December 22nd coming up right before Christmas, man. Um, we're just doxing the guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. I dare somebody to go to that guy's house, man. Go up to the compound, man. He'll see you, he'll see you coming from a block away, man. <laughs> not going to say any more. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, r- real good talking to those guys, man. Old friends of mine, man. Those those guys are ball breakers, man. They 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 crack me up, man. And uh, I I love their band, man. Real old school mentality, man. They're just um they're guys that really live and breathe New York hardcore and Long Island ho- hardcore. They've they've grown up in the scene. Their whole uh, extended family, literally family. Um, you know, pe- pe- people in their crew have gotten married and had kids. And there's they got a real big crew of people out in the out east uh, Suffolk County Long Island hardcore scene, man. A r- real beautiful thing when you go out to their shows and you hang out with them and you see what they're all about. It's all family shit. Yeah, exactly, man. It's uh, it's all it's all family here in the hole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I had this idea, and I'm gonna pitch it to you now on the show. Okay. Instead of calling you and asking you about it, I'm thinking about anyone listening to this. If you want to write into the show at either heavyholdpodcast at gmail dot com or heavyholdpod on Twitter, and tell us about like a show that you went to that really sticks out, give me the worst show. What was the worst? Not the band, but like, what was your worst experience? What do you think about like something like that, Will? I mean, I've been to a couple of weird shows, a couple of shitty shows. Let's commiserate. Let's talk about it. That shit's fun, you know? man. I love. Yeah, I love yeah. a good story about like. Yeah, there's been a lot of weird stuff that happens at shows, man. Let's let's talk about it, man. Let's get it out in the open, man. Maybe maybe we talk about it. We can avoid some of this stuff happening in the future. You know what I mean, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely if you're in a band and you're listening to this, but also if you're just a, a you know, you go to a show, huh. tell us about that one guy. Yeah, He's being a fucking asshole. Yeah, tell, tell about that that one guy you got in a fight with. Yeah, why were you guys fighting? Your 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 friend that was outside throwing up while your favorite band was playing, and you couldn't even watch them because you were nursing them back to uh, to to sanity. Yeah, you're a sucker <laughs> for doing that. But, all right, so let's talk about some music. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, do the little. That's what we're here to do, right? Yeah, basically, we're just like the dirtiest Jonathan Schwartz. You know, I I, I don't know who Jonathan Schwartz is. He's the old guy <laughs> from NPR who talks real slow. Oh, okay, man. It's uh, on old Sinatra tunes. Yeah, he tells nah, you about it. And NPR, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> right. I'm from Long Island, man. <laughs> I watch News 12 once or twice a month, man. <laughs> the, the weekly update. All right, so we're each going to bring in an old album, and then we're each going to bring in a new album. Yes. I'm going to suggest we first start by talking about the new album. Okay. And then we can go into like those gems that we think that people totally missed. We're gonna unearth some stuff, man. That's in, in, in death metal. It's always about going back and doing your homework, man. There's always something you missed. You know, there's always some band that started something that you thought somebody five years after them really started, you know, and you figure it out. Absolutely. Unlock the mystery. Oh, yeah. Someone's always, especially, well, anything. Everyone's a bunch of ripoff artists constantly. And that's (laughs) the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Black Sabbath did everything first, right? That's what I've heard. (laughs) I don't even know, dude. Probably right. All right. So, new. What do you got for new? 
New, all right. Um, I had to cheat, man. Do I tried. It. I tried to narrow it down to uh, one, and I had to go with two that I feel kind of like uh, they they go with each other, man. I was really excited about both of them last week in the same way. Found out about both of them, man, and and uh, here we go, man. So I'm gonna give you a little brief rundown of both of them, so I don't take up too much time. All right. In the future, I'll try well, to follow. You don't this. have to hurry, man. It's yeah. okay. Don't yeah. worry about no, it. Here we go, man. I'm off and running. All right. So so the well the first one was uh they're they're both older bands that came back hard, true to form. Well, the first album I picked was uh, Cancer, the band Cancer, classic uh, old school death thrash, however you want to subgenre it up, death thrash band from uh, the late 80s, early 90s. A lot of people might only be familiar with them because um, James Murphy, the classic lead guitarist who, who played in Death and Obituary, he also played in Cancer on their album Death Shall Rise back in 91, and then he left the band to form Disincarnate which released Dreams of the Carrion Kind, another really classic uh, death metal album. But Cancer uh, kept going on after James Murphy left town on them and uh, released several other albums and toured and did, did this, that, and the other thing. And they're back now. Um, it's their first album in 13 years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they're, it's on Peaceville Records, and it's called Shadow Gripped, and it's really cool. It's, uh, we were talking about Locus Mortis before, going back to the old school, and this album has a real old school vibe. It's like Cancer Never Left. Yeah, this They're, is really old school sounding. Like, yeah, every, yeah. Everything about this recording is old school. Like, And this is 2018 recording. Yes. It's fucking and, awesome. And when I saw there was a new Cancer album, man, I had to check it out and, and see what it was all about. And even if you look at the, the album cover... Uh, their logo is the same iconic logo from back in the day. It's like they never left. You know what I mean, man? They they just um, they they put the beard down for a minute and they picked up they picked up the guitars and they're right back there in the in the early '90s, man. Everything's raw, everything sounds very kind. Of, you know, I don't I don't know the uh, the inner workings of the production, but everything sounds very analog. It's got that warm feeling. If you presented this to me and you didn't tell me what year it was from, I'd probably guess like 93, 94. I could have told you this was my old album yeah. for tonight. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what I love about it. And when you really get into it and you, and you listen to the whole album, it's catchy. There's that. That's why they really retain, uh, I think that's what they retain from thrash metal in a way. Uh, as much of an old school death metal band as they are, is there's a lot of, there's that, there's catchy choruses and and kind of, uh, um, you know, almost like a call and return vibe to some of the choruses. You you definitely know a lot of the song titles by the end of the album because they're, they're they're shouting them over and over again. It's 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 got that great quality to it that um, a lot of younger bands are trying to recapture nowadays. And these guys are just right back with it, showing them how it's done. It's nice that it's getting gritty, man. This is cool, man. I, I dig this. Yeah, and uh, you know the fact that it's on Peaceville Records, I, I feel like gives it a little bit of clout right off the bat. You know, um, Peaceville Records is. Uh, they're they're kind of known for for things that are on the darker side, maybe, and and this I I think this line lines right up with uh, some of the more classic stuff they've put out. Man, it's great. Oh, excellent. Cancer Shadow Gripped 2018 on Peaceville Records, man. And uh, after you get that, do your homework on their older stuff too, man. It's all good. Do it. Yeah.
Yeah, man. The next one I picked out uh, was uh, shortly after hearing about that Cancer album, I found out about this Sadist album that just came out called Spellbound, and it's on Scarlet Records. Just released 2018, man. And um, for people who aren't familiar with Sadist, they're a band from Italy that was active in the early 90s. Um, they were they were putting out very... The word, the word Prague uh, or progressive gets thrown around a lot in relation to uh, metal nowadays. But they were a band that I would have... I would put up there with, you know, uh, your death, your pestilence, cynic, atheist. I think uh, the term Prague definitely lost its way. Yeah. Everything yeah. Prague metal kind of sounds the same right now. Yeah, and there's a lot of bands that just maybe because they have a lot of solos in between the breakdowns or something, they're prog. I, don't, I mean, you know, prog I don't... is like that borderline gent shit now, which is like... Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not... You know what? That doesn't belong in the hole. There's nothing wrong with that music, but it doesn't belong in this hole. Not in my hole. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what does... All right, and I'm not going to say what does belong in my hole. We're not going to go that far, but what does belong in the Heavy Hole podcast uh, is uh, this new Sadist album, Spellbound, man. Um, because, they, like I was saying, they were a band that was active in the early 90s, and they put out a, a couple of great albums that were very progressive death metal, progressive thrash. Uh, and this new album is a real return to form. It's um, it's a concept album. It's all based on the films of Alfred Hitchcock, uh, nice. and it's as you know, it's it's very it's kind of like Thinking Man's Metal, as pretentious as that might sound. But when you really get into this album and listen to it, it's like uh, or or music school death metal is something uh, a term I might use too, man. <laughs> it's you know these guys are virtuosos, man. There's keyboards, the bass is very prominent throughout the album. Um, and it's uh, it's it's exciting, man. It's atmospheric music. It's very exciting. It's very tightly written. It's the type of music that you could play for somebody who might not be a metalhead but can appreciate musicianship um, and can hear the, the the other influences from outside of metal that that make themselves known. This album, it's really good stuff, man. And um, I, I was excited just at how how tight it was and how they weren't. Again, they're not really trying to come back and and, and uh, uh, like fill in with some sort of commercial trend or something that's going on. They come with this kind of like this highbrow Alfred Hitchcock concept album. You know what I mean? And it's it's great. Got kind of like that black metal-y, but like that theater black metal. They have well, they have the the keyboards going, and it's I think that also might be a nod to the um, the horror, you know, the cinematic uh, horror movie. Like concepts. the John Carpenter kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, the, the whole thing is based on Alfred Hitchcock, so they're probably trying to get that atmosphere out, you know, into it as well. Which is, you know, they they do it they do it great, man. These guys are like I say before, they're so talented, and they're so um, they're such good songwriters and crafters that, and they they know their instruments so well that they're really lending lending themselves well to this like cinematic uh, experience you get out of the album you know it's it's one of those things where you want to listen to the whole album you know in a car ride or you know a night when you're home you know his vocalist is tight too yeah I like it, his range if I'm not mistaken it's one of the instrumentalists man maybe the bass player I gotta look that up man but they're you know an, an, an impressive band man and I was really happy to see them come back and right after I heard like I said right after I heard that cancer album this was like the one-two punch of old school bands coming back true to form and um, really, really blowing my mind, you know, uh, and, and um, getting get me excited about this type of music, you know, like, like, I, like I was back when they were around the first time. Sounds good, dude. Got another album. It's new shit. You ever heard of this band, Bearing Teeth? Oh, yeah. I, I've, uh, I've actually uh, shared the stage with them a few times. Uh, band's with, intense. Yeah, yeah, man. These guys are great. I wasn't aware that they had a new one out. 
you're um you're surprising me with this i'm very out of the loop when it comes to social media and all that stuff man this, this is uh, you you really you surprised me with this man this is a great band yeah i met these guys man nice guys artificial brain has performed with them a few times that would be a great bill like i, I think you guys would fit along like the atmospheric thing that you the two of you share spot on but this is like way more chaotic i feel like if i was to compare it this is a mess they're they're a, a little good bit, mess. They're a little bit more meth, and artificial brains a little bit more weed. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're a little bit crazy. Those guys are from Texas, man. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't strike me as particularly wild dudes, man. I'm just kidding, man. I'm not trying to not trying to get to get them a, a reputation loss, man, on translation loss records. Yeah, this shit will get under your skin though. Like yeah. the the, the, yeah. the album, the album is uh, the uh, transitive savagery. Yeah, that's, have, a good, that's a good that's a good description of them. I I listened to this album. I don't know, probably about ten times over the course of this week, Ooh. and it does a really good job of like making you uneasy at times. Yes, uh, I'm sure it does. I, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with this latest album, but I'm familiar with their other material, man, and I've seen them perform it live. Great band, and yeah, it's really just visceral, and it has it does have this like unnerving quality to it, man. Um, almost like a, a horror movie or a serial killer type of vibe, man. Very it's that dissonance. Yeah, those chords, man. Those little scratching the the chalkboard uh, chords that they use, man. So some of their stuff just loops in a very hypnotic way. I, I really like that, man. man. Yeah, the and, guitar work is wild, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you really threw me for a loop with this. I was not aware they they just put out a new album, man. I'm gonna check that out, man. I was just I was looking around, man. I you know yeah. I saw some new stuff. Yeah. I I, uh, I either found this on Google Play or something or what you know whatever service. But this is rad. Yeah. Uh, if you like visceral, real shit that's a little bit on the nervy side, this is the album for you. It's it's violent. It's a violent sounding band. Yeah. <laughs> but bearing teeth and yeah, they got all the right words to describe themselves, man. Savagery is it, man. You know, and um, but uh, not unfocused or ignorant uh, either in their in their violence or their savagery, man. Really, you know, like really, really talented, uh, well written music. It's just yeah, the scary. It, it, it's really well written because yeah. it creeps in and out. Like the dynamics are on point. It's creeping in and out of parts the whole time. The whole yeah. album is it's a ride, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, man. Wow, awesome. Bearing Teeth from Texas, man. Good, good band, man. Check it out. that i'll roll right into my old school pick of the evening yeah man let's go back in time man so we'll go back to 1992 or 1993 i we don't really know with this band even better the russian band called aspid you ever heard of them no no not familiar with them man now they came out with one album between 92 and 93 yeah back back then uh i'm sure the russian underground metal scene was uh was 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 very sketchy and hard to get in touch with them if i'm not mistaken the first time I heard this shit, I was kind of taken back because this bass riff at the top of the song, We Are The Night, is just next level. Now, it's like a thrash band, but this very much tickles like the technical death metal fan in all of us. Yes, yes. 
place. Wow, tight. Yeah. So tight. Holy shit. I found this a few years ago, and I've kind of like had it in my back pocket. I mean, you could buy a physical copy of the CD somewhere. You know, if you Google around, you know what's up. There's no streaming services with it because it was put out on some label that doesn't even exist anymore. I think they were called, uh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. I don't know how to pronounce the name of the album, but it's Russian for Hemorrhage. Wow. This, yeah, this is wild stuff. And like you said, uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of thrashy, but the technicality of it it's it, it it's great. It's like death, or it's like these these technical death metal bands. It's funny because I I've never heard this in my life, and um, I would compare it almost in a way to, to that sadist uh, album that, that I just that I just played for you in some ways, man. I mean, I, this right. this this might even be more technical and more tight though. This is wild stuff, man. And and I, and it's obviously very old, man. These guys were doing this in an era where the shit that they were writing and recording and, and rehearsing, obviously, very meticulously, man. They were doing it in kind of a bubble, man. Who was who was like this back then? I mean, you got to think, early 90s in Russia. Yeah. It's a pretty desolate place now, but it was more desolate then. I wouldn't be surprised if the, all these guys got cut off somehow. Like, there's one album from this band. We don't know anything else about that. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some Russian government shit just like <laughs> pushing these dudes down some stairs, you know? <laughs> they don't want any death metal over there, man. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know, man. They like their no, ballet no and they comment. like their they like their uh their sad literature, you know? Yeah. That's really it. Maybe these guys are uh, ballet teachers now. Who knows, man? Yeah. The drummer the drummer could do it, I'm sure, man. No, wild stuff, man. Well, I I got I I have to check this out, man. This is very interesting, man. Glad you like it, man. Those uh, those high pitched vocals too give, give just kind of reinforce that death vibe that I'm getting too, man. Sounds a lot like Chuck. Yeah, yeah, man. Wow. Right, man, we're moving along the uh, the old school album that I decided to unearth for tonight's show. Uh, one of my all time favorites, um, a go to album of mine in in any life situation, man. A Dramalek uh, Seven EP that was released in 1998 by Repulse Records. Um, not not to be confused with a seven inch uh, vinyl release. This was a, a CD uh, entitled Seven um, by a Dramalek, classic Finnish death metal band. Uh, this was um, three, three, three studio songs and two live recordings released as an EP. They were a band, if people are familiar with the Finnish band Demigod, Dramalek was supposedly, uh, as the legend goes, from the same town and lacked uh, members because there were only so many death metal heads in the early 90s in this tiny little town in Finland. So some members of Demigod participated in the early uh, Adramalek recordings and were part of Adramalek. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, like, there's no one in Finland anyway. It's like Children of Bodom and Demolik, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. I much, mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's, but that's the whole population. And yeah, reindeers. Now there's probably a lot of bands, man. But back in the day, yeah, it was probably really hard to find. Uh, maybe unless you knew a reindeer that could play double bass drums, man. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, this this recording's great, man. They um. They capture a real atmosphere. Like I, I've, I'm a big proponent of um, the old school Finnish death metal atmosphere, and and uh, I, I could go on for hours, man. Everybody knows uh, that that I have a, a lifelong um, 
loyalty to uh, Dem Demolik or Demolich, however you want to say it, from Finland. But Adramalik is also uh, uh, one of my all-time favorite bands. And this EP, uh, their, their album Psychostasia was great and um, another one of my favorite albums. But this is my favorite Adramalik recording ever and possibly one of my favorite uh, Finnish death metal recordings ever outside of uh, Demolich. I'm about to dive in. This album artwork kind of reminds me of like a, a more gruesome like Alex Gray. Yeah, that's actually I'm gonna butcher his last name, but it's uh, the the the, the main guy from this band. Uh, it's his brother, Turka Ran Rantantanen. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm pronouncing that wrong, but but uh, he's he did uh, all of Adramalek's cover art. He did artwork for Demolich. He did artwork for a lot of these Finnish bands, and um, I know people still seek him out for for artwork because some of this stuff has become very iconic to people like myself. Yeah, it's definitely a distinct look. Yeah, and when you see um, the cover of this one, there's not really so much, um, there, there, there's not really any, uh, 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 like, people or uh, humanoid forms in it. But once you see the way he draws people and faces, there's a very distinct look to it on some of their other album covers that you can you can always kind of recognize what he does. But. I mean, the, uh, the composition of the Demolic album is phenomenal. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. so recognizable right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, he actually uh, has has a lot to do with the lyrics in a drama lick, uh, that are based on mythology and things of that nature too. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. Really? Very very mysterious band. You got to you got to do a little digging online just to find out any information about them, man. Old interviews and things of that nature. But uh, it's it's well worth it, man. There's a lot of stories about this band too. How they, I, I think at one point the one guy. Uh, they went through so many lineup changes and problems because it's, it was hard to find members back then and the one guy gave up guitar and learned how to play drums at one point and they, then they got the band back together once he got his drum skills straightened away and you know yeah, thing, things like that yeah man. yeah I used to know this stuff by heart because there was this big long interview on myspace believe it or not years ago that I, that I read of, of, uh, of them and just talking about how they used to every Friday the one guy would take the train several hours and rehearse with them all weekend and then go back and you know, it was, they, they painted a picture of this band that was just, they were trying to really make it work despite not being able to tour, uh, maybe not having the, the strongest support and where they're from for that type of music. And they really just struggled it out in, in obscurity and left this music that uh, that you that we can all enjoy and uh, maybe enjoy just a little bit more because it's, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a novelty, but definitely an oddity, you know, a drama lick. For sure, man. Dope.
right, so that was the recommendations of the week for old bands and new bands. Shit you must check out. We got a Dramalek from Finland, Bearing Teeth from Texas, Aspid from Russia, Sadist from Italy, and Cancer from Shropshire, England. <laughs> Governor. So I'm going to show you something, Will. And we're going to discuss it. And we're going to listen to it. Is this family friendly? Maybe. So apparently there's a new supergroup out. What do you feel about supergroups? Um, super. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it, depend, it depends, man. So, you know, some of them, if, if it's a, if it's a bunch of guys from bands I don't like, then I'm not excited about it. But I, I think I know. I think I know where we're going on this one, man. Um, What's just, your guess? Well, is all I really know about it. I, I've seen some headlines. Is the one with uh, Dave Vincent and uh, somebody from Cryptopsy? I think is yep. involved. That's the one. Yeah, we got Flo Munier from Cryptopsy. Oh, Flo, Flo, it is Flo. Yeah, Flo's yeah. Flo's on drums. Okay, so it's actual right. Cryptopsy. Which is yeah. nice, and there's nothing, nothing against the Cryptopsy roster yeah. currently, but you know yeah. this is old school. Yeah, it's it's uh, the most uh, you know uh, obviously the most notable uh, famous entity of Crypt- Cryptopsy that people know, Flo Monia. That's cool, man. All right, so and so Dave Vincent got, got Flo. All right, but the guy who writes all the stuff for this project apparently is Blasphemer, who is from Aura Noir and played with uh, Mayhem for a couple albums there. Okay, I'm I'm very interested here, man. Now, is the name Nader Sadek attached to this at all? No, it's not. Okay, man. All right. Because so that that was a t- uh, Flomanier also worked with that. Yeah, dude, yeah. Right? That's yeah. that's I'm getting like little flashbacks of that whole thing back in the day, which you know it was great music, um, and the art the art show attached to it was um, underestimating the intelligence of the death metal community, uh, if I could just put it lightly at that. But we'll leave that behind, man. So this is Flo's latest uh, supergroup that he's partaking in, man. I'm very interested. Because it's uh, Blasphemer and David Vincent, big, like, anti-Christian kind of imagery, the spelling of this band name is V-L-T-I-M-A-S. I'm thinking of, like, a vegan BLT, like, vet, like, Vegetables, lettuce, tomato sandwich. Yeah, too many consonants, yeah. unless they're doing that black metal shit where the V is a U, where yeah. it would be Ultimas. Yeah. Which yeah. is very likely that that's the pronunciation. But Dave, Dave Vincent's too old and and, um, and accomplished to, to do that. That's like what kids do on the internet. And stuff. Yeah, you know, he also has too many cowboy hats to be doing this shit. <laughs> but I like, you know, I like Dave Vincent. I don't I- dislike him, but... Yeah, I mean, I, um, but he has too many cowboy hats. I'll, yeah, I'll just keep. I'll say that probably three more times throughout this goddamn episode. But yeah, I want to put it on the track for you because I thought it was pretty kick-ass. Very blasphemer. Said that very weird. I could definitely see. Um, I mean, there's there's like Dave Vincent loyalists that will follow him as opposed to what Morbid Angels doing. I'm sure out there there was that whole I am Morbid. Yeah, right. That was the band I am Morbid. Yep. I mean, this I can see this pleasing Morbid Angel fans right off the right off the bat, and there's there are people that don't really like that new Morbid Angel, even though I love it. I think uh, I think it's great. I think it's pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. This theme that's going through the song, where it's just like this one or two riffs, is very mayhem. Like, yeah, esoteric warfare. It's very similar, like to some of those riffs. Yeah, no. This this is uh, this is really cool stuff. It's. It's interesting to hear Flo playing stuff like this because it's a little more rigid and traditional death metal than than what you're used to hearing from Flo, man. To the average listener, this would be like crazy shit, but yeah. Flo Manier is just so proficient and wild of a player that this yeah. is almost like calm. Yeah. 
It's very interesting because you're kind of getting to hear a little bit of a, a Morbid Angel style with with flow on drums, man. That that is a super group. I can't deny that that energy there. This is better than that 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 Morbid Angel album, the last David Vincent Morbid Angel album. You know what that I mean? That one was pretty shitty. Though. So so far, like. this I haven't heard this whole thing here, but this this obviously they're going for. He, he's going for the cash cow. You know, you know, he knows what people want to hear. You know, he knows what people want from him. They want the. Um, so basically, what happened with this project was. That blasphemer wrote a bunch of these riffs and started playing around, and then contacted Flo Monier, and then they started producing the stuff. And they were looking for a singer, and they they came up with David Vincent. Uh, yeah, why not? Right? So he's out of a job. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, he's he's free. He's yeah. got a cowboy hat. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm getting at. Is you know, as long as he plays morbid angels type stuff and does stuff of this nature, the death metal fans will accept the cowboy hat and. Whatever else, but I, you know, I mean, this is cool, man. To be honest with you, I like where we're at now with this new band, which I will give that this album a try. That sounded cool, like cool stuff. I'm always interested to hear what Flo's doing, man. He, you know, he's a, he's a legendary drummer, and and now the new Morbid Angel with Steve Tucker. But I, I mean, they're they're back in action as far as I'm concerned. I love Steve Tucker, Morbid Angel. So now we got two great bands. Where back uh, a few years ago we had a kind of a questionable Morbid Angel album. So and and Steve Tucker doing what he was doing, man. I'm glad the guy's back making music for everybody. That's again. a very good point. Yeah, you know, you're better so, off having two two pretty good bands than yeah. one kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. You know, I um, I you know we're gonna uh, we're gonna explore this what I'm gonna talk about next in this podcast in depth in the future. I'm sure, but I'm a huge Queensrÿche fan. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, not. I mean, I I'm getting into it right now. I'm divulging all secrets, but yeah, I follow Queensrÿche heavily. I could talk about all eras of their career, really. But um, a few years ago, we were in the same uh, a similar standoff with Queensrÿche, where their singer, Je- original singer Jeff Tate, was going around with his version of the band, and they they had they had a new younger singer that could actually sing like Jeff Tate used to be able to sing, and 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 it was weird. And now we're at a point where Jeff Tate's he he put out uh yeah he had a new he had his new band put out like an an EP and an album that was alright for for the kind of like dad rock Queensrÿche years fans. Uh huh. They they put out a couple of dad rock albums in the late nineties. If you were into that, Jeff Tate's new band was good. But then they got Todd Latore, who's the, who's the new singer, and he sounds like Jeff Tate did in the eighties. He's a young guy, but he's hacking it. He pulls it off, man. And I'm <laughs> I, I, I I've been a Queensrÿche fan since I was literally a little kid, man. So to to me for me to accept the new singer, man, it's great stuff, man. You know, it had to happen, and they're putting out really killer technical metal again, man. It's good shit, man. So you know, so I, that's uh, you know, I, I think this Morbid Angel Dave Vincent situation. It looks like it. It looks like death metal fans won, because we got two great albums out of it. That's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought this to my attention. <laughs> it's, it's for everyone. I'm here to share. Apparently. Yeah, this is good, man. This is uh, this is the closest thing I have to social media is coming over here and you showing me stuff, man. So it's good. Woot woot, dog. All right. I guess that's the first episode of Heavy yeah. Ass Hole. Yeah, yeah, we um we went into the hole and we we came back with some interviews with local Long Island uh, up and coming bands and uh, we talked about old bands that put out great old school albums and uh, new bands that put out uh, great great albums and bared our teeth and uh, you know we <laughs> did what we had to do man you know even we, we brought you back we we brought something back from the Gulag from Russia in the early nineties man you know we and this is what we're going to try to do is continue to bring you just uh, lots of interesting death metal maybe some history I'd like to get into the uh, the interviews and all that but I won't get ahead of myself man alright no we got many episodes to go yeah well you know because we don't have a set number so thanks for listening you know anyone who's listening give us your feedback what did you like what don't you like what could we do better what do you want to hear about yes you know and and, re- and remember give us that uh, that story about that show that went wrong 
Yeah. Hit us up at Heavy Hole Pod on Twitter or shoot us a Gmail at Heavy Hole Podcast. Dear Tom and Will, I remember that time that uh, my girlfriend drove me to the show and, uh, you know, broke up with me while I was, and then dropped me off at the show and I had to get a ride back from uh, my favorite band. Or you know, whatever happened to you, man? Come on. I went to go see Slipknot and she cucked me the whole time. Oh, for, for, <laughs> Cor- for Corey Taylor? God damn it. Oh, man. All right, so you can follow me personally at Saunched on Twitter, S A U N T C H T, and you can also tune into the Roast Mortem podcast, which you're probably finding this podcast through. Or if not, then kudos on you. And if you haven't heard that, go check that out. We talk shit about dead people. Yeah, death metal, dead people, man. It's all dead. It's all live. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. You can look me up at Death Metal Will on Facebook, man. It's my artist page where I talk about um, all the different bands and projects I'm involved in and share any shows I got coming up, any recordings I got coming up by any of my bands. Uh, Death Metal Will on Facebook. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe I'll get into the Instagram and stuff, man. This podcast is me trying to come out of my social media internet shell and uh, you know, expose myself to the world, you know, man. You know, way we In the good way, all right? <laughs> Context, people. All right, peace. Yeah, peace.